small groups. How was that? Awesome. Three people. So, um, it, like, we're going to have a time where we're just going to um, open up and just uh, share about how the retreat was. Um, whether you went to the retreat or not, I want to encourage you to just be fully present. I'm pretty sure you're going to get blessed just by hearing how God touched you know, someone's life up here that shares. And don't just think that it's for that person, but believe that it's also for you. I know we have like a month left, guys, but uh, God is a God that can do it at like at any time and like even at the last minute or the last hour. And so I really hope by the end of this time that your hearts are even more stirred up or expectant to how God will move before you guys go back home, okay? Uh, and so let's pick... Uh, okay, so since I had a group, I'm going to have Sharon go up first, Okay. And so, everyone, welcome to Sharon. You can stand on like this thing. Yep. Uh, we're gonna have a. We're gonna give you about three to four minutes to like share for the sake of time, and then um, we'll move on to the next person. Okay. Hi. Uh, I'm Sharon. First of all, hello. <laughs> and uh, oh, well, I went to the retreat, and um, I don't know. I, I guess I'll just share how we shared in the small group. So um, uh, there were a total of four sessions during the retreat, and the session that really impacted and touched me the most was uh, the session where Pastor Erin preached. And she preached on unbelief, and um, there was a part in her sermon where she said that if that unbelief, you let that affect you and it keeps on affecting you, whether you know it or not, you, there, there's a very high possibility that you become hard-hearted and very numb and I'm sorry and um, I didn't realize it for the longest time but when she said it I realized that that was exactly where I was in my faith my faith was very numb and um, I had no idea and when she said that it just dawned on me and it was just it was it was really powerful and also really it struck me right there and um, yeah, my faith was really numb for the longest time. There was always this underlying dullness right here in my chest, and I didn't know what it was. I didn't really question it either, but I'd always have second thoughts about whether or not God was genuinely good when he was good, and I didn't think that he was for me in my life when he was for me, except that was always a second thought, and I didn't realize it was my numbness and my unbelief. And so after Pastor Ann said, let's pray, I just started crying, like ugly crying. I think I scared Christian. He was sitting next to me. I was just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I cried a lot. And then <laughs> the next the next day, um, it was Sunday, and uh, Pastor Marcus preached. And before he preached, there was an altar call for the for people who haven't initially, in, initially, initially uh, experienced the Holy Spirit. And I went up. And I experienced the Holy Spirit, and it was really, it was really amazing. And um, when I was on the floor, just bawling my eyes out, I didn't share in the small group, but I felt this heat on the sides of my head, and on my shoulders, and on my back. And I heard God whisper, saying, do you know how much I love you? So. <laughs> yeah, so... um. Yeah, that's what happened at the retreat. <laughs> yeah. We're proud. Um, Sam, small group. All right, familiar. Sam, where's Sam? What do you? 
Look at look at <laughs> what? How many? Oh, you have Julian or Raphael. Raphael, go. Yeah. When you speak, can you put it close to your mouth? Okay. Uh, hi, my name is Raphael. And <laughs> yeah, for me, it was the same section that like, I felt most. Because I realized because I knew, but I think I forgot him, that I was struggling with unbelief, uh, like in salvation of my family and my friends. Like, and for me, it was like, Sharon said, like, because I thought I, I knew that I had that problem, but I didn't know that what what was the like what would what would happen if I don't treat it. So yeah, now I think that I was a little numb, like my heart, but I don't know. But for me, it's it's hard because it's my family and my friends. <laughs> like, how can I not care about them? It's not that, but I I know what I need to do. Like, it's not to focus on Jesus because, like, it's like Pastor Mark said. He's the preparation, he's the rest, and he's the dominion. And yeah, I think it was good for me to remember these things, remember who God was, who God is, and just to like give it to him. I think, but yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Thank you, Raphael. Proud of you for sharing. Um, uh, Masande's small group, Familia. Isabel. I I, I journal because I don't want to forget anything, but I'll try to, I won't be long. (laughs) So my name is Isabel, for those of you who don't know. Um, I came into the retreat with two expectancies, um, two things I was contending for, and the Lord moved in ways I wasn't expecting. And uh, one of them uh, was for my sister to come to the retreat, who is not saved. So I was really contending for her salvation ultimately, but that she would experience God and the goodness that I've been experiencing. And my second was that I would walk in boldness in spiritual gifts, specifically um, gifts of healing. Um, Those are things that I have a a heart for. Um, And then uh, things are looking good. I was contending for my sister to come, and it seemed hopeful. And then the day of the retreat, like an hour before the retreat, she's gone. Poof. She's like hiding from me. She doesn't come to the retreat. And 
Um, coming into the retreat, I felt so prepared and excited for it before, but on the bus, I was like blindsided. I had so many emotions and I was feeling really just frustrated and heartbroken and confused. And um, so I was really struggling with unbelief, but I didn't know that's what it was. So I was wrestling with, God, are you good? And having to really fight when I worship God, you are good. You are, you are, you are. And there were so many moments where God brought me to be broken before him and just be vulnerable and honest and say, God, this is how I feel. Why is, why was this the outcome? And um, I expected all these things. Um, and it was good to do that, but at the same time, I was feeling kind of childish, like that wasn't the right attitude to have. Um, and then uh, when Pastor Erin preached, she was preaching about um, fighting unbelief. And there was a breakthrough for me there that fighting unbelief is good. And there wasn't something like wrong with me that I had to wrestle with it and that I could also conquer the unbelief and that God is good. And, and suddenly I had this peace. And um, yeah, uh, while I was having all this wrestling in my heart, I kind of put spiritual gifts on the back burner because I was like, I can't focus on that right now. My heart is too entangled with all this frustration. Um, but the last, the second to last night in my small group, uh, there was, man, our small group was so powerful, right? <laughs> and um, we had so much vulnerability. And there was one girl there, Kayla, who um, she had a lot of health issues and she had a prayer request for her her back and her neck had pain and um, it was sudden it wasn't natural and we prayed for her but we didn't have a lot of time but we some of us stayed afterwards after small group was over and uh, I just had a small whisper like something about her legs not being aligned and so I asked her, you know, do you know if your legs are even? And she said, yeah, you know, I don't think so. And actually, like, my spine isn't um, straight and these things. And that. so I said, can I pray for you? And so I'm, um, she's like, yeah. And she sits down, and I have her legs stretched out, and I start praying for her. Because I watch a lot of Todd White, and so I see this all the time. I know what it looks like. Um, I've actually witnessed this also firsthand with my mother. Her legs have grown out, and her hip pain has gone, too. And so I'm just, and I'm feeling the Holy Spirit, I'm feeling his power all over, and I'm just praying. But it seems like her legs are like, her feet are like an inch or two uneven. And I keep praying, and I'm like, leg, grow, leg, grow. And it looks like nothing's happening, because also I'm looking at her toes, and her toes are not even either. I hope she's not embarrassed by me sharing this, but... Um, Finally, I looked down and, and I asked her, I was like, what's, what's going on? And she said, yeah, my, my toes are not even. But I looked down again, and all of a sudden, her heels are aligned. They are, they're like this. And I said, oh, actually, but I think your heels are aligned. And she starts laughing. She's like, yeah, they are. And then, and then she explains to me why her toes are uneven, because she had an accident and her left side had been paralyzed before, but now she has no feeling in her toes and her feet. She can't feel, and it causes her to have unbalance, all these health issues that she doesn't have to live for because God is good and God loves her, and he doesn't want her to have that lack. And so now I start praying for, for fullness, for feeling, and for the toes to grow out. Everything I can think of, I'm praying for. And um, she stands up, and we're just talking, and then all of a sudden she says, I can feel my feet. And she's so overjoyed, and we're talking like all the night because it was so exciting, and this changed her life. She can now walk with balance and stuff. Um, 
Moving forward, though, I just want to end with this, that um, my prayers for my sister are not in vain. Um, I know that God is preparing things for him so I can enter his rest and his dominion. And, um, yeah, so I just want to exhort you guys to continue to be expecting, continue to pray because the Lord remembers your prayers, and um, he's the one that gives you that desire in the first place. So, anyways, God is good. That's it. Amen. That story was actually shared, um, I think she actually emailed the New Philly prayer, I mean the testimony uh, email address, so that's how I read it. It's actually really powerful, her leg grew out before her small group member's eyes, and so it's definitely a miracle. Um, okay, David's familiar. Um, anyone wants to share? Christian or Chris? Yeah? Christian. All right, Christian, come up. Hey, General Taylor. <laughs> General. <laughs> okay, um, so I guess going off um, Isabel's last point, which was, what was your last point? <laughs> no, which was, yeah, God is good, and um, say expecting. I guess for me, Actually, one of the things that I've been contending for as I was going to the retreat was a sense of direction. Like, where does God want to take me in the future? So I was hoping to go into the retreat and leave with a clear knowledge of um, where God really wants to take me. And actually for me, um, in the retreat, it was an answer, but... What I've grown to learn is that um, God is still good because in Pastor Aaron's um, preaching, as she was talking about unbelief, the one thing that actually did stick out to me was that you are called to obey. You're in your calling already. And with that said, the thing that really pops out into my head is um, God's word is a lamp onto our feet, Right? So if it's a lamp to your feet, it's right there. You're not going to be able to see far. You're not going to be able to see back too much. But what is in the present is what God wants you to see. So with that lamp at my feet, it's more like God is going to take me there slowly, slowly, and reveal where he wants to take me over time. It's not going to be like, oh, this is where I'm calling you to go. It's like, you're already where I'm calling you to go. Just soak in my presence. And another thing that Pastor Aaron said is that when you're in um, God's presence and you're obeying him, is that he's not going to just take you to where he wants you. He's going to be opening the doors for you. So for now, I guess it's just a season of abiding and staying in his presence and the doors will open naturally in his perfect timing. Not in my timing, because going into the retreat, I guess, I was giving God a timeline. It's like, God, encounter me in these next three days. <laughs> but I guess if, if that happened, it would be like, oh, God, it's like I can command you. It's like, encounter me in these three days. Okay, in the next two days, show me this. But then that's not right. It's God's perfect timing, because... He's preparing our hearts and our hearts to receive it when it's ready. So, oh, I guess that could actually relate to the new wineskin too, right? 
Well, there's a lot of things that relate. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I guess the thing that really sticks out to me is that lamp onto my feet. And God is good, and I'm where He wants me to be. It's not by coincidence, not by my own will that I'm here. And yeah, the doors will open in His rightful timing. Dang, Christian, you're preaching over here. Dang. That was good. Okay, uh, Jimmy's familiar. Shannon, oh, Shannon, come up. Shannon. Shannon! It's okay. Be bold, it's fine. I hate public speaking. This is not good. Oh. Okay. Hi, my name's Shannon. Um. Oh my gosh, I hate this so much. Uh, coming to Korea. Uh, I guess the past year, even before coming to Korea, I was in a very bad place. Um, and I just try to cover it up and like. Puff fluff over it, over it, like lead my fellowship and just like try to make it look like I had everything together. Um, so although there were a lot of bad things going inside in here, I never really invited God to even um, touch those places. I was very like, oh, I'm fine. Everything's good. Um, and then I came to Korea and I was wrecked. <laughs> um, so many sin patterns were, were, were revealed to me. Um, I just like numb myself and I was very much like sticking my head in a hole, like not even dealing with God or anything. Um, and so, oh, I don't even know where to go with this. So going to retreat was a really big deal for me because I didn't even want to deal with God or um, what was going on. And although I noticed all these things that were going on, I didn't really want to um, confront it or even um, allow Jesus to come into it because I was kind of like, yeah, I've heard about transformation. I've, I've heard about healing, but I've never, ever experienced it. Um, so I thought people were kind of like, not lying, but like over-exaggerating about things a lot of the time. Um, and so... Um, hmm. yeah, so a lot of things are going on, and at retreat, I think I was able to identify, um, the thing that put me, or made me feel the most dry was, um, the shame that I was feeling. Um, growing up, I had this, like, I, I believed in so many lies, and I'm, I, like, to me, there's still truth, because I'm not completely healed of them, um, that I'm, like, a bad person. I was, like, there's a difference between shame, shame and guilt, and guilt is, like, feeling bad about something you did, whereas shame is, like, I'm a bad person, um, I hurt people, like, these are belie- uh, lies that I, be- I still, whatever, like, dealing with. Um, I'm a bad person. Um, God doesn't love me. There are unforgivable sins. Um, I will never be transformed. I will never be healed. Uh, yeah, there's no way I can receive God's love. There's no way Jesus died for me and my sins, like, everyone else but me. Grace falls this way, and I'm, like, right outside of it, and I'm, like, I'm never going to fully get it. Um, and... At the retreat, I was able to actually admit these things and um, confront them. Um, and it was during the time when we had small group that I experienced um, community in a different way that I had before. And it was through um, just like prayer and um, like divine intervention where um, I was able to like even voice out the sins that I was struggling with um, and things that pulled me down and I, uh, the root of my shame, I guess. Um, and it was through that, and at the end, um, my small group leader asked me to confess and say um, that I'm loved by God, I'm loved by Jesus, and Jesus loves me. And I was like, I, I can't say those things because I don't believe them to be true. I, I honestly am such a bad person. Like, how is that even true? Like, how can Jesus love me? Um, and what she said would, 
uh, really changed my perspective was that um, even though your mind and your heart and your body is rejecting this truth and you don't believe it, um, there's the spirit inside of you knows it's true. It's true. So you're allowed to say it. So I was like, oh, like, but I really didn't want to say it because I was like, if I say it, like, God's going to fight me. Like, it's not truth to me. So how can I say it? How can I like claim that God loves me? Um, and then I said it, but I was very much like, oh my gosh, like, I'm going to be in trouble. Like I said something that's not true, but, um, it was really encouraging and, um, new to me to learn that there's something inside me that's good and that God placed in me. And then although like head knowledge doesn't correctly align with, um, truth, um, there's still something inside of me that I can control and, um, yeah, like it's given from God that I can uh, rely on. Um, yeah, it's. I'm not completely healed. I can't say that I walked out of this retreat. Like, I was actually kind of hoping to come into this retreat and being like, have this, like, holy spiritual moment where, like, all my sins are gone or, like, um, walk out clean and be, like, those, like, 180 people testimonies. But that's not me, and that's fine. And um, uh, Jimmy actually said this during small, uh, just now, that um, it may be God just, like, setting up foundations for me. And I believe it to be true. So, yeah, thank you. Amazing. Ah, okay. Good job. I'm proud of you. Um, any student leaders want to come up and share about uh, their retreat experience? Stella. <laughs> Stella! Yeah. Share what you were saying earlier. Rosa shook her head. What did what did I share about? Oh, that yeah. Call my camera. Don't don't even start with that. Okay. Um. So what I learned or what I was blah 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 blah. Okay. Oh my god. Oh. Uh. Four minutes. Okay. Um. I think my journey was more, um, I was very blessed because I knew I was, I was, if for those of you who don't know, if for some reason you didn't see me in the crowd, it's because I was in the sound booth with the tech team doing VBT and stuff. But I think I was very blessed in that, um, God started my revelation beforehand and progressing through the retreat. Retreat was kind of like the lock and key that seals the deal of what I learned. And what I learned in essence was when, you know, to have rest, like you, it requires you to lean not on your own understanding, but on God's understanding. And that was so hard for me to do, especially when right when the year of rest began, a lot of family crises started happening. And I was like, oh, good Lord, why? But, you know, this kind of sealed the deal. And I felt more at peace and a lot of hidden anxiety that I didn't realize was always festering there was really broken off. And, like, I'm more comfortable and more almost more confident with myself in my place. But... I think a big thing that um, really blessed me was seeing there's a supernatural unity, I think, in KU. Um, when, like, there were, I was so surprised, like, when I was coming into the cafeteria to eat, before, right before I said out, like, everybody was sitting together. It's kind of funny, because some of you didn't know that they were KU people, but, like, you guys were sitting all together, and you guys were just, like, fellowshipping, and I, and I saw that progress throughout the retreat, and I think one of the biggest moments that blessed me was, like, you know, I was bored during the free time, so I was hanging out with, I was hanging out with Albert and, like, um, Olivia, and we were just fooling around, and then we decided to play Korean games for just, you know, like, drinking games without drinking, of course, but, like, all of a sudden, like, the game crowd kind of grows, and I, 
I just kind of paused because it felt like some, I think God was telling me to just look around for a second as I was playing the game. I realized that a lot of KU people, I think everyone was like everyone that was playing the game. It was like a giant crowd. I think there was a picture on Facebook somewhere. They were all from KU and we were having so much fun. There was, I could really sense there's a supernatural unity there. It's really hard to get that at a new Philly retreat when there's hundreds of people that are like old and young and like you don't know who's who and for especially for exchange students that's a nerve-wracking thing that to just see so many new people and you're like I don't even have enough friends how am I going to hang out and like see you guys just gather to almost gravitate together naturally I think that was one of the biggest blessings for me to witness like both being both being in that group and both like watching it from a third person's perspective so yeah awesome thank you Stella can I have a crew member come up and share? Any of you guys in the back? Come on, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, really, do you guys have something that you want to share? Um, oh, gosh. Um, okay, so... Uh, I got I got called out and uh, prayed for by Pastor Christian. Um, it was really unexpected. I was telling my small group uh, that, that I was just debriefing with that I think last year, just being very vulnerable last year, two of my friends, uh, I knew them for a while. We all entered ministry on the same time. They got called out. And like I remember I was in such a bad place last May 2015 that I was so bitter at God. And I was like, okay, God, like I, you really don't notice me. Like you call out these people, but you know, like, you know, I, I also started Emmaus too, you know? And so I think, um, and then he, I remember him telling me like faint whispers saying, I mean, who knows though, next retreat, you might get called out. And I was like, whatever, God, I really don't, like, I really don't care. <laughs> like, I think I, I just felt kind of bitter. I forgot about that. And as soon as I was just praying and having my own time, when Pastor Christian called me up to receive prayer, that's when God like showed me. He was like, see, I told you, like, I'm going to speak to you at this retreat. And so it was just really awesome, like full circle, like in a year. And I think at that moment, um, I kind of didn't remember because I was so overwhelmed by uh, just like just by God's touch. And um, I don't know, like, I don't know about you guys, but when you get prayed for, like, you're so overwhelmed and you just, like, there's so many thoughts in your head that you kind of forgot. You forget what people are even saying to you, but you know you got prayed for. It's like when you receive a proposal, I heard that girls who get proposed to, like, they don't know anything the guy's saying, but they know they got proposed to. And so that's kind of what I felt. Like, I don't remember, I didn't remember a single word that they were saying, but I just remember I got prayed for and, like, prophesied over. And so, um, but I got to listen to it today. Um, I, the, there's a video clip, and it really blessed me, I think. Um, for the crew who know, like I was dealing with a lot of anxiety. Some of it I could not explain at all for my own. Like it was so physically, like it was so crazy how like hard the anxiety was. And on top of that, having students also tell me they were getting attacked. And I just felt so like, oh, I was like, what do we do? What do I do? And the moment Pastor Marcus spoke out, like God wants to break off like the fear and anxiety. I think I was fine. And then when he said, break off fear and anxiety. And I literally, my body just like, Harlem shook. I don't know what happened. Like, it was just so, like, I felt so embarrassed. And I was like, surely no one saw it. I saw the video and I saw Christian and, like, Cheryl was like, oh my gosh. Like, I had no idea they were behind me. But, um, no, but it was, it was really great. I think I'm still processing it. And one thing I really liked what a couple of students said here was it's hard. And I'm, it's, I'm still a working process. And, like, um, same, same, you know, to me as well, like the words that were spoken over me, like, it's still a working process. Like, I'm not going to come up here and say, oh, I changed. Like, I'm, you know, this is the beginning and the end. But it's actually really encouraging knowing that 
um, even though you got this crazy encounter or this awesome retreat happened, that um, you know that it's okay to admit. Well, I don't feel the change that I wish I felt, or I don't feel 180, or I don't feel like you know like this. But um, having hopes and being expectant, um, and really pursuing God for that change, like after the retreat. And personally, I'd rather have that than have everything happen on a weekend. Like I'd rather continue to seek Him and actually uh, have a drive for it. And so that's something I want to encourage you guys. Uh, here, like whether you went to the retreat or not, um, I think one thing I want to exhort you is that you don't, you're not a three day weekend Christian. Like you're like a lifetime Christian. And if anything, I hope that weekend jump started your walk with God and that he's not some, you know, I was talking about my small group. He's not some Greek mythology kind of God that you just pray to the heavens, but he is like a God, a father that wants a personal relationship with you. And I hope that you guys got that revelation and that you expect to go closer to him that you've ever, you know, gone close to before. And so, um, yeah. And I think, with that said, I was so blessed to hear all the testimonies. Were you guys? That was amazing. Let's give God praise for all the testimonies that happened at the retreat. <clears throat> and I think what's the most exciting part is that this is just the beginning. And, like, nothing that I heard up here seemed like it was finished. And I'm actually excited and looking forward to just, like, the beginning of everyone's change and the beginning of everyone's revelation and healing and all of that. And so... Um, yeah. Okay. With that said, can we all stand? And then I'm going to say a word of prayer and then Pastor Mark is going to close us in praise.